Hey, Shakers, and welcome to Worth Your Salt, the podcast that shakes up your marketing game in the health and wellness industry. Worth Your Salt is brought to you by Salt Marketing. Salt Marketing helps health and wellness practitioners build trust and authority to attract a steady stream of inbound wellness seekers. For more information, you can visit us online at saltmarketing.co. I'm Jennifer Oroqua, Story Brand Certified Guide and Marketing Strategist with Salt Marketing, and your host for today's episode of Worth Your Salt. Anyone who's ever owned a gym or fitness business or had a family member who's owned a fitness business or heck even just known someone who's owned a fitness business knows what a tough road it can be. It takes just the right mix of leadership, knowledge, community, and the right programming to be successful. But don't forget marketing skills and business acumen. In short, you've got to be a pretty amazing person to succeed in this space. My guest today is just that person. As one of over 10,000 CrossFit affiliates across the globe, Amanda Wright, owner of CrossFit Lanier, has a pretty amazing story to tell. In fact, if you ask her, she'll tell you that CrossFit saved her life. And today, with just the right mix of skill and determination, Amanda has empowered herself to give back to the community that saved her. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me on Worth Your Salt. My pleasure. I'm glad to be here. So one of the most interesting things we often hear on Worth Your Salt is the wellness journey that brings people here. So before you were the owner of CrossFit Linear, you were a member. And before that, you were struggling. Can you share a little bit about your journey? Absolutely. Um, in 2016, I was sitting on the couch scrolling through Facebook. I was 35 years old, 30 pounds overweight, and had a drinking problem. And as I'm scrolling through Facebook, this ad pops up saying, you know, ladies only six week challenge, body transformation. And I'm like, all right, here's my sign. (laughs) And so I I signed up and I showed up to CrossFit Lanier and intimidated as hell. And it was the environment that really drew me in. Everybody was very encouraging. Um, I felt very deflated, not being able to do certain movements that felt very basic. But the ladies there were just extremely encouraging and you can do it and Mm -hmm. encouraged me to come back. And so I stuck with it. And after six weeks, the challenge ended. I lost 10 pounds in those six weeks. I noticed some major strength changes and I just fell in love with the community. So I joined the gym Mm. and I kind of started my journey getting in great shape. I learned how to manage my drinking problem by not drinking on days that I had CrossFit the next morning because Mm. doing CrossFit hungover sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew that if I worked out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that I could drink Monday, Wednesday, Friday because I'd be hungover Tuesday and Thursday. So I kind of figured out how to get around that. And it it did help reduce my drinking some. I did get in much better shape. And by 2018, I had lost that 30 pounds. I gained several pounds of muscle. I I looked great. Mm. And I felt much better. But in 2000, the end of 2018, I got divorced. And I stepped away from CrossFit pretty much all of 2019. And in a year... I gained 40 pounds and Mm. my alcoholism just skyrocketed. Mm. And so, of course, you know, they shut everything down in 2020, Mm -hmm. which also didn't help. And so on May 4th, 2020, I woke up, looked in the mirror. I was extremely hungover, 40 pounds overweight. I developed a heart condition due to how poorly I was taking care of myself on top of the fact that I also smoked. Mm. And um, so now I'm 30 nine years old and literally killing myself. Hmm. A friend of mine was like, you got to go back to the gym. You got to go back to the gym. And I was missing it. 
Mm-hmm. And I was humiliated because, you know, there's nothing, it's already hard to walk into CrossFit. It's already intimidating. But to walk into CrossFit, conquer yourself, lose all that weight, get strong, leave, and then now walk back into that same place, 40 pounds overweight, and trying to get sober was very difficult. Yeah. And you just kind of expect people to go, what happened to you? You know, <laughs> walked in the door and everybody was like, oh my God, you're back. We're so happy you're back. You know, it wasn't the response I was expecting. They were all so encouraging. Oh, don't worry. You're going to get it back. You're going to do great. And they didn't know I was battling alcoholism. They also didn't know that I was also battling some trauma that I had gone through as well. All they knew is that I was back. <laughs> and so the people there at the gym didn't realize it through their encouragement, but they were saving. Um, because, you know, the first year sobriety is tough. Not to mention, you know, I'm, I'm really, really out of shape. But they just, it was exactly the place it was in 2016. Everyone was amazing and encouraging. And by 2021, I had lost all the weight. I was sober. And um, I had been bugging the owners of the gym since the day I walked in that gym in 2016 <laughs> that I wanted to buy the gym. But and of course, they wouldn't take me seriously because I was an alcoholic, but <laughs> you know, now sober and, you know, made quite a drastic change. They let me buy the gym. So in 20, October 2021, I purchased the gym. Now I am three and a half years sober and in the best shape of my life at 43. And I've owned the gym for two years. Very nice. So I'm sure in that time as an owner, there have been many different things that you've done to to build your membership and, and really build community around your gym. But this past spring, you and CrossFit Lanier hosted a spring th- thaw throwdown uh, fundraiser, right? Which brought in $3,500 for No Longer Bound, which uh, No Longer Bound is a local charity that helps men get sober and reconnect with their families. So how did you get involved with that? How how has that involvement changed your your business? Well, I heard about the program many years ago through actually my, my chiropractor because he volunteers there a lot. Obviously, sobriety means a lot to me. And I wanted to give back to a charity during this competition. And that one just really stuck out to me. And I wanted to be a part of that. So, you know, we reached out to them and they were very happy recipients. And, you know, $3,500 is is huge because for one gentleman to enter into that program, I believe it's $5,000. And so that definitely helps someone get into their program. And uh, it was great because as soon as people found out that that's what the charity was going to, suddenly local businesses uh, got excited and really wanted to be involved in that. And it, it did draw a lot of attention to the gym because people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And it, it really is a great charity. So I love that you mentioned that the the link came through your chiropractor. It seems that community involvement has been an element of your success all along. So what other marketing would you say has helped you succeed as a, as a gym owner? Definitely word of mouth. Absolutely word of mouth. You know, I mean, you know what CrossFitters do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you no, know, we talk about CrossFit and not only do we talk about CrossFit, but you can see the difference in, in people. Uh, my husband and I joke that whenever we go anywhere, like we go on vacation, we, we always whisper to oh, they do CrossFit. Oh, she does CrossFit. I mean, you can just look at someone and tell by their traps that <laughs> they do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it starts conversation, you know, and it gets people curious. And if someone's going to work or, you know, or they're in their community and they're happy and they're always talking about it and they look good and they feel good, it tends to to draw people in. And so more than anything, it's been word of mouth 
But also, you know, I do try to do a lot of Facebook posts and Instagram posts, social media, but it, it definitely does help. So have you seen anything that holds people back from CrossFit? What kind of objections do you typically have to overcome to get prospective members in the door? Oh, my favorite one is I'm not in shape enough to start CrossFit. I need to wait till I get in better <laughs> shape and then I'll come to CrossFit and I want to punch myself in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I totally get that. I, I absolutely do get that mentality, especially because it, you know, the whole word CrossFit is intimidating, but it's simply a myth, you know, because the nice thing about CrossFit, the whole point behind the community is we meet you where you're at. You can walk in the door at any stage of your life and do CrossFit. You know, we don't expect you to come in the door and, you know, do a rope climb and a pull up or a muscle up. You know, I have people who've been in the gym for years and years and they they can't do those things. And that's okay. The goal is to build strength, be safe and and get healthy. You know, the goal isn't always to do a pull up. And, And and so a lot of people think they have to be in this great shape to to be a CrossFitter and you don't, you know, I have members who are in their seventies. I have, I have a member with several palsy. I have members from all you know different types of athleticism, people who grew up being a gymnast and they come in and they look beautiful when they're doing pull-ups, but they're not great at lifting and that's okay. Yeah. Mm. So it's a myth. We, you can come in and start anywhere. Mm-hmm. My seven, almost 70 year old mother is in there, you know, doing modifications of every movement and she does a great job. I love it. I love it. And so what other things within the community have helped you grow your business? Obviously, I mean, you, you say you don't like social media, but that is part of building community. So what kind of community building have you, have you done? I'll take videos and I like to be very inclusive in my videos. And so those members who are okay and comfortable with me filming them, I'll film. And then I use an app where you can it takes all your little videos and it puts them all into a um, pre-made like reel mm-hmm. and adds music. And I don't have to do it myself. I don't <laughs> want to do that stuff, but it's like almost pre-made. It's actually brilliant. Yeah. You know, it just takes all my videos and pre-makes it and then turns into this cool video with hype music. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I send that out there. But I just try to be very inclusive about the videos that I take so that it shows that I have members from every fitness level to every ethnicity to, you know, anything and everything you can imagine so that anyone watching those videos can go, Oh, Hey, that's me. There I am. They can see themselves in another Mm -hmm. person and go, Oh, okay. Well I can fit in there because that's me right there. I just saw me, you know? Very nice. All right, Amanda, we need to take a quick sponsorship break right now, but when we return, I want to talk about the things that make a gym succeed. Stay with us. The Worth Your Salt podcast is grateful to our partners and sponsors, including the Wellness Pro Workshop. Do you feel that you should be more successful with your health and wellness business by now, helping more people and making more money with greater ease than you are today? If you're frustrated about how difficult it can be to get prospective clients to understand the value of what you do, I agree. I'm Jennifer Oroqua, marketing strategist for Salt Marketing, and the good news is that it can be that easy. You can attract more people who will benefit from what you do, and you can change more lives. You can stop feeling like you have to do a thousand marketing tasks all day, every day, and instead implement marketing strategy that will magnetically attract the exact type of client you want. Right now, I want to give you a strategic marketing plan with five easy to implement action steps. 
This plan will help you stop doing all those random acts of marketing and together we'll uncover hidden opportunities for you to serve more people and support your business. Head to solmarketing.co slash workshop to grab the Wellness Pro Workshop. You'll get five days of video content and robust action plans. If you aren't bringing in a steady stream of new clients every day, let's change that. Don't waste another minute. Grab the free Wellness Pro Workshop now to see the difference you can make in just one week. Get it at saltmarketing.co slash workshop. I'm back here on the Worth Your Salt podcast with Amanda Wright, owner of CrossFit Lanier. And Amanda, I think I shared with you that my sister was a CrossFit affiliate owner for a number of years. And one of the toughest struggles I witnessed was that of finding and keeping great employees. So how have you gained the leadership skills you needed to address this crucial element of success? <laughs> how have I gained the leadership skills? I am still working on that. <laughs> it, it is very difficult. You know, CrossFit coaching is not like a nine to five or a typical type of job. And so you have to find someone who one is willing to work like 8.30 and then be back at 12. And then the next class is 4 p.m. You know, that's not a normal schedule. Mm -hmm. So what I have found through making, honestly, just a lot of mistakes is finding someone who just truly loves CrossFit and loves the methodology and loves helping people. Um, And it is definitely not the best have to be the best athletes, hmm. you know, and I'll use my husband for an example. I, when I bought the business, I had him get his level one just in case, you know, for backup for emergency, whatever. My husband's not an athlete and he doesn't really care to be an athlete. He's a very smart IT guy. That's his thing. CrossFit's not his thing, hmm. but he got his level one. He loved it and he loves to learn and he loves to help people. He does not love burpees. <laughs> does anyone, does anyone really love burpees? <laughs> and then, uh, me, me, he five foot tall, that's about it. And so I, I, I misjudged him. I did not think he was going to be a great coach because he's not a quote unquote crossfitter. You know, he doesn't really, it's not his thing. He's a phenomenal coach. I was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, their, their heart is in the right place because you coach CrossFit and you own CrossFit because you love it and you love helping people. On that same note, what about customer service? Like CrossFit is known for being informal and scrappy, but really this is a customer service business. So how have you made your gym a place people love coming to? I love that you use the word scrappy <laughs> because I mean, honestly, that is, I love it. That's, that fits so well. CrossFit scrappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a good question. It is a very informal business. And one of the reasons I've love being an owner is because I do not have an HR department (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I get to be authentic me. And then my members get to be their authentic selves. And I think that helps. Now I did learn some, you know, some lessons early on. There is a level of professionalism. And in the beginning, because I was a member first, And so I made friends and I was a member and I learned some hard lessons transitioning over from member and friend to owner. Mm. And so there was some level of professionalism there that I, I I missed and I, and I had to learn hard lessons doing that. Mm -hmm. But unlike the previous owner told me you're an owner first, you're an owner first, which I didn't get until later on. Of course, I had to learn everything the hard way, (laughs) (laughs) But, but I still, it's important to me that I'm going to be authentic. 
Mm-hmm. And when my new members come in, I am very, before they sign on the dotted line and pay me, I do let them know, listen, I, I don't candy coat things. <laughs> I encourage my members to come in and just get it out and be their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And you got to be comfortable with that. And some people are like, oh, okay, well, then this isn't my jam and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of people... You know, they, they want to come in. They want, you know, they've had a rough day or a rough life. <laughs> they just want to come in and work out and be their authentic selves and not have to worry about all the other BS that's going on in the world or their life. Mm-hmm. And I think the best thing I can do for customer service is just allowing people to have a place where they can come, they can work out and get healthy and be their authentic self. Yeah. And I love that because there's a certain degree of trust in CrossFit, having been a CrossFitter myself, you know, you, that, that authenticity breeds that trust. So I love that. So let's talk about your programming for a second. How do you make sure that the programming you're offering is resonating with your members and your potential members? How have you diversified that offering or differentiated yourself in the marketplace? So uh, when I took over, we were using um, a, I guess, a pre-bought programming, but we weren't seeing results. Hmm. And I think ultimately what people want is results. And so I, I did some research and I went through a bunch of different programming and read reviews and all the things. And, and I do use a program. I don't write the programming myself. I don't feel that I am qualified or educated on the subject enough yet to write my own programming. And I don't want to experiment on you know my members right and as long as people stay happy and as long as they continue to have growth we'll continue down this path once growth stops we will check something else out that makes perfect sense i've heard it said about crossfit that you're never done and you never will be would you say that also holds true about being an entrepreneur i mean by that i mean is it the same mindset and the personality that accepts that truth is that what makes you successful as an owner i mean at this point in time i could never imagine not working for myself I do see that. Mm. Also working for yourself is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Aside from raising children, I don't think I could ever go back to corporate America. Even if I don't own my own business, I could definitely see myself in the future helping and training entrepreneurs, you know, in, in, in this business, just from, you know, I've made so many mistakes in two years. I assure you. <laughs> I can, I can help a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Amanda, it's time for another quick break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Worth Your Salt podcast. And today I'm talking with Amanda Wright, owner of CrossFit Lanier, a successful gym in Cumming, Georgia. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So be sure to join us over on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook, and let us know about your formula for brick and mortar success. So Amanda, when you bought the gym, was it always your intention to make your community better through involvement and fundraisers and those kinds of activities? Originally, my intention was to continue what the previous owners had going. The previous owners were great about uh, creating this certain type of energy and community. I loved the energy and community um, at this particular gym. And so goal was to continue that. And then once I started getting into it and more comfortable in what I was doing, I have had more of a goal of changing people's lives and helping people not just be better athletes, but 
your mental health is just as important as your physical health, if not more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, finally, mm-hmm. science is telling us that, you know, getting in the gym and working out and getting those endorphins going is a key factor to mental health. You know, and I know this to be true because of me, you know, not only did it help me get sober, but also my mental health was trash mm-hmm. when I started and it pulled me out of a deep hole mm. more than once. And so some gyms really want to bring in like that elite athlete or those super great athletes so they can be a very competitive gym. And, and that is a wonderful thing. And I'm glad we offer that in the community. But personally, I want to bring in people like me who, you know, mentally struggling, struggling with addiction, mm-hmm. struggling with mental health, struggling with life, struggling with your weight. I want to bring in those people, just show them and help them that they can get better whatever the trial tribulation, whatever their goal is, whatever they think they can't do, they can do. I, I want them. I want those people because I'm changing those people's lives. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned the the energy of the place and that was sort of why you were inspired to, to be an owner. It seems like every CrossFit affiliate has their own personality. So how would you describe the vibe at CrossFit Lanier? Do you think that personality has contributed to the gym's success? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the vibe is, is chill. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not overly competitive. We're very encouraging um, of each other, which I greatly appreciate. And, you know, it, it's like this. I, I know when my members don't show up for a week, you know, I'm aware and, and I'll text them with the note. However, I don't have to because all my other members are, are checking in on mm-hmm. like everyone genuinely cares about each other. <laughs> and so I'll go, hey, you know, so-and-so hasn't been here in a week. And before I get it out of my mouth, another member is going, oh, that's because they're, you know, in uh, California for a week. Like they already know. Yeah. People genuinely really care about each other and check on each other and hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. A lot of reassurance, especially when the new people walk in the door and they're like, oh, I, you know, they got that doe eyed look on their face. Like, what the hell did I just walk into? <laughs> you know, and, and my members see that in those people and they remember what that feels like. And so they quickly come to them and let me make you feel welcome. And like, they do it for me. I don't have to sell my own gym. They sell it for me because they're just freaking wonderful people. Very nice. That community aspect is so important. And, you know, clearly we've talked about the adversity you've overcome to get where you are. And I know a lot of people must find your your journey inspiring. But let's talk for a second about the challenges and setbacks you've seen as an entrepreneur, as an owner. You've alluded to this as we've been talking. What What have you seen in terms of, you know, mistakes you've made? How are you able to overcome those sorts of things in order to succeed? What kind of mindset did you need? The previous owners gave me a lot of really great advice. But like I mentioned before, I have to learn everything the hard way. You know, and I have my own demons, you know, um, I you know, I want to be good enough. I want everybody to like me, you know, I'm finding my worth through, you know, other people rather than looking inward, all the normal stuff that, you know, we, we kind of all go through, you know, in the beginning, I sacrificed my own boundaries to make others happy. And that, that was a, that was a mistake mm. and it's okay to set boundaries. But also, I think it's okay to admit that, like, hey, to be vulnerable. Hey, guys, I make, I made a mistake. I make mistakes. I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. And to show my vulnerability as well, I believe, humanizes me. And so people are a little more forgiving when you're, 
when you own up to your mistakes. Definitely. So, and we talked about the fact that um, word of mouth has been very positive for you, obviously building that community, but how would you say, what's the most common way that new members find you? Have you attracted new members? I mean, honestly, the most common way I would say would be word of mouth. Outside of word of mouth, since I'm now tracking people coming in through online, it's a mix between Google and getting better at being on top of my Google. Mm -hmm. And now when people Google me, I show up first rather than last. So that has helped. And also learning how to do advertising through Facebook. I was just doing regular old Facebook Mm -hmm. advertising and wasn't getting anywhere with that. Mm -hmm. And then I actually took a class, which was torture, but on (laughs) how to properly do it because there's an algorithm and there's Mm -hmm. AI and all this crazy stuff. Um, Boy, I miss Oregon Trail, but (laughs) but it mattered. It did matter. All right, Amanda, if I want to connect with you, learn more about CrossFit Lanier or how you've you've succeeded, where can I go? Great place to go is CrossFitLanier.com. You're able to read all about us there and also get more information um, through CrossFitLinear.com. Okay, super. And of course, uh, a link to CrossFit Lanier's website and to Amanda's Facebook page, um, as well as all the other resources we've talked about today will be over on our website at saltmarketing.co. But right now, Amanda, it is time for our lightning round questions. These are a few quick questions that I like to ask of every guest. Are you ready? I am. All right. First question is, what's something about you that surprises people? I ride a motorcycle. I've been a biker my whole life and I currently have a Indian bobber. Oh, very nice. All right. Next question. What's your favorite thing about the work that you do? The people helping people. All right. Next question. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Uh, That's a tough one because I've been given a lot of advice that I didn't listen to, but I'd say (laughs) of which is relevant. um, The old owner told me you're an owner first. And that's the most, that's the best advice I've received. Mm -hmm. All right. Last question. Who or what inspires you? So I'm a big Dalai Lama fan. Mm. So I do pay attention to, I've read some of his stuff. Big Dalai Dalai Lama fan. Very good. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Worth Your Salt, Amanda. Thank you so much. I also want to thank our listeners and let you know that if you're ready for your Worth Your Salt debut, tell us about your expertise by emailing us at grow at saltmarketing.co. Be sure to subscribe at saltmarketing.co slash worth your salt so you never miss an episode. Finally, leave us a review or give the show a handful of stars wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Worth Your Salt. I hope you'll join us for our next one. In the meantime, let's get out there and shake things up. 